the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. to get down to business? Join seasoned entrepreneur, community leader, and Army veteran Scott Shalom Klein, who will take you behind the scenes with those who work in America's small business scene and speak with leaders making an impact, creating jobs, and telling their story in entrepreneurship. So let's get down to business. On AM560, The Answer, here's your host, Shalom Klein. And indeed, we're all about small business jobs and entrepreneurship and business. We talk a lot about business here. You're on with Get Down to Business. And I'm your host, Shalom Klein. And remember, you can always download podcasts on my website at sykline.com. And while you are there, don't forget to follow me on Twitter at Shalom Klein. We have never been more wired yet disconnected from each other. The world needs positive influence like never before because win-win is not good enough when our behaviors affect so many other parties, society, and the environment weren't at the table. And that's exactly why I am thrilled to be joined by Weijin Kong, who is the principal of the Linhart Group, working with CEOs and future CEOs on their most difficult professional and personal issues. She was formerly with McKinsey um, and has written Positive Influence, the first and last mile of leadership just came out a few months ago. Weijin, thanks so much for joining us. Appreciate it. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Such a pleasure. So um, I always love to get to know the person behind the microphone. Weijin, do you mind telling our listeners a little bit about where you uh, got interested in this topic of positive influence? Well, I started my career as a consultant and influence, uh, I re- rapidly realized was so important because it was just, wasn't just about uh, what's the right answer, what people should do. I realized that oftentimes people don't do what they should do. So it was a, a journey of discovery to figure out how to influence people to do what they is good for them. Wow. Wow. That's uh, that's interesting. And I I know the passion that you have on this topic uh, so much so that you wrote a book. Again, it's called Positive Influence, The First and Last Mile of Leadership. So, um, yeah, people strive to have that positive influence um, when, you know, but but what advice would you have? How can you retain that focus when there's so much uh, negative influence that's that's around us? I mean, the, the million dollar question over here. Well, I think it's such a, such a great question. In fact, I got another question, which is why do we should even bother with positive influence when there's so much negative influence? Well, I would boldly say it is because there's so much negative influence that we need to have positive influence. But uh, you're absolutely right. It is a fight every day. And I think it starts with inspiring ourselves and starts with inspiring each other. Uh, because uh, positive influence starts with the will to do so. And as you pointed out, how do we continue to have that will and refuel that will uh, every day? And uh, I think uh, we all have, in the deepest of our hearts, these dreams and these sense of purpose. 
So I think it's about building in daily uh, routines that really remind us of that and also have the chai challenge and high support of others to remind us that, uh, wow, you know, we all want to have that positive influence and how do we need to uh, address the different pressure points that other people have that gets in the way of them having positive influence? No question about it. And, you know, that's a great segue into my next question, which is, you know, certainly as we air this on the radio and, of course, on podcasts, um, you know, there's a lot of folks that small business owners, entrepreneurs like like us, but um, a lot of what I would call average people, people that are just looking to to get started on raising their positive influence. What are some of those action items that they can take? How can the average person get started on raising their positive influence? Well, I think it starts with asking ourselves, you know, what's a reason or what's an arena of positive influence that you actually want to work on? It doesn't have to be just in business, even though as an entrepreneur myself and I work with SME CEOs in addition to large company CEOs, uh, I we know uh, that uh, business is super, super important. But perhaps it's something in your family life. Perhaps it's in a friendship or for a community cause that you really believe in. Because I think we all have to be motivated to really want to do something better. So what's your why of positive influence? Second thing you can do is go to our website, www.positiveinfluence.life. We have a 13-question little survey, a self-assessment, but you can also get other people's feedback on 13 different dimensions of positive influence, both technique, but also about bringing more of our whole being to bear. That can easily guide you on what are the two or three areas that if you uplifted yourself, your positive influence would almost miraculously, uh, but definitely uh, go be raised. And then try it in one or two higher stakes conversations in the next two weeks. Uh, Of course, leveraging the methodologies and uh, the stories and examples from our book. And then I think you will see that, wow, um, everyone, including each one of us, uh, can, in fact, have more positive influence. And that means we'll achieve more of our goals with less stress and get more of our time back for people and things that really matter in our life. I'm chatting with Weijin Kong, principal of Linhard Group, who works with CEOs and future CEOs on their most difficult professional and personal issues. So the book is called Positive Influence. And um, the second line in that is the first and last mile of leadership. And that's what I want to focus on for a moment is why? Why do you characterize influence as the first and last mile of, of leadership, which is such a broad topic? Absolutely. Um, and one of the things my co-author Sun Yen and I did struggle with is the breadth of the topic. First and last mile of leadership. The last mile is the most obvious one, which is that, you know, we walk into every room, every meeting with, let's say, with the right intent of here's the positive outcomes I want to make happen. And but, you know, every meeting, every person we encounter, every dialogue is unpredictable. Right. People will might behave and act even very differently from what we uh, think they should or they, they did last time. We ourselves might be very different. Maybe we're just in a funk that day. So last mile is all about how can we, despite whatever circumstances that come, uh, still trying to bring to bear our best self, the most relevant part of ourselves that's necessary to have the positive influence on someone else. And that means that we really have to focus our being and our words and align those two things 
to making them think, feel, and do something different that is aligned to the positive outcomes we're aiming for. Now, the positive outcomes we're aiming for and, and really setting those very intentionally, making them very context-specific, um, is really the first mile of, uh, of leadership. You know, we can do the right, things right, but if we end up doing the wrong, the wrong things, the fact that we did them right doesn't exactly help a lot. And here we think it's especially important to really think very expansively about all the different people that are affected by the particular task or particular conversation we may be having with one, two, three other person. Uh, because as we have said and you have uh, shared with everyone, win-win is not enough. Um, it's oftentimes the positive outcomes and negative outcomes on the people outside the room, quote-unquote, that is uh, really uh, what we're all struggling with. Absolutely. I'm chatting with the subject matter expert on the topic of influence, something that's certainly relevant to our very diverse audience. Um, but uh, I'm just going to call it what it is. You know, there's a lot of books out there about influence. How is positive influence, again, the first and last mile of leadership, how is it additive to many books on influence that have come before and likely will come after? Yeah, so the de definitive guide for influence, uh, we would uh, so humbly say, was written 100 years ago by um, Mr. Dale Carnegie, How to Win Friends and Influence uh, Better. It was in a different time, uh, different era, the Depression. It was, uh, you know, very much focused on uh, a very much more uniform uh, America where, you know, you had to really sell yourself. And a lot of other books about influence have come since then, have been about negotiation, have been about certain techniques uh, that will get you, you know, more of the outcomes you want. Um, we like to think that we're challenging people to think about uh, those things, but apply them to a much more complex and conflictual world where a lot more people's uh, needs and pressures need to be accounted for and need to be influenced. And it's not just about technique and process, but also about how to bring our unique being, each one of us, a beautiful human being inside of us to bear, knowing that in the same exact conflict, the way you might tackle it and the way I would tackle it, even if we was aiming for exactly the same outcome, would be very different. And that difference and that uniqueness is glorious if we can master ourselves and put the right part of ourselves, bring that to bear in that conflict. Well, we are just about out of time, and I want to make sure our listeners know where they can pick up a copy of Positive Influence and, of course, get in touch with you and your team. Oijin, how can we do that? Check out our website, www.positiveinfluence.life, because it is about life, not just work, even though business work is super, super important. And of course, our book is readily available on Amazon. In fact, the ebook is 90% uh, off right now at 99 cents, uh, just for a few days more. So go and get your copy. That's fantastic. Thanks so much for joining us. We're going to be right back on the show about small business jobs and entrepreneurship. Don't touch that dial. Welcome back to Get Down to Business, the show all about small business jobs and entrepreneurship. I am really excited to be joined 
by Aaron Harrigan, um, who has quite a story to tell, um, uh, quite the entrepreneur, the coach, author, speaker, uh, but also a religious woman, really, and uh, with, a, a, with a fantastic personal story uh, along the way. Aaron, thanks so much for joining us. Really appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm excited. Absolutely. So, I mean, perfect segue. I always love to get to know the person behind the microphone. Let's mm-hmm. talk about you for a moment, Aaron. Um, tell us a little bit about yourself. I believe you're in Chesapeake Bay in Maryland, mm-hmm. um, but certainly you're working with folks all over the country. Yeah. Tell our listeners a little bit about yourself and how you became the, again, author, speak speaker, coach, and so much more. Yeah. So uh, October 2014, I woke up. I had a big house, a luxury car. I had my own multi-level marketing business that was seemingly going pretty well. I had all this outward success, but all this inward emptiness. My husband and I were at each other's throats because two years prior to that, I had been let go from my very lucrative corporate job that I had wanted to get out of at some point anyway. Um, My girls were teenagers. Um, We were going deeper and deeper into debt because we were not good stewards of our finances. And I looked in the mirror and thought, this is not what I thought success was going to be. And so I reached out to a mentor that day and expecting her to tell me, you just have to do more and you just have to work harder. She said, I don't think you know who you are or whose you are. And she said, do you have a relationship with Jesus? And quite honestly, I didn't. And so that was the pivotal moment at 46 years old that took this uh, inborn driver, striver, and achievement chaser I had been my whole life and completely shifted how I view and do business. And then eventually went on to save my marriage, to teach my kids to be good stewards of their income and led me to coaching high achieving women like myself. That's awesome. And, and, you know, certainly you talked about your husband for a second. If I understand your story correctly, your husband is also a master chef as well, <laughs> which I know is an important part of your life. So that's, that's good too. That's, it is. That's that really is very for important. sure. <laughs> that's great. So uh, again, chatting with Aaron Harrigan, um, really appreciate you uh, joining us and being, you know, so vulnerable and sharing your story. Yeah. One of the things that I saw over and over again um, on your website and, and just as I did my research is you really have taken your story and you have redefined hustle. You, yeah. you, again, had a very lucrative career, as you said. But now, what I love about what you're doing, Aaron, is you're empowering other women. Um, you're empowering, frankly, other entrepreneurs mm-hmm. and um, with that new focus and with that new uh, purpose. And yeah. um, you you actually literally wrote a book on the topic, Pursuing <laughs> Success God's Way. Yeah. So, I, I, you know, what, what was some of the aha moments um, as you, let's start about the business side mm-hmm. of things for a moment. Sure. We'll break it apart into pieces, but in, in sort of rebuilding your identity and your, your career as a professional, what are some of the tips that you'd share with our listeners? Yeah, I really believe that the issue is not uh, hustle itself because as high achievers, male or female, you know, we kind of like to be at a certain pace in our business, but I believe like so many other definitions in the world that we have completely misconstrued hustle to mean aggressive, pushy, constantly working, burning the candle at both ends and all of those pieces. And from my own experience, like I did that and I had the money, but I was completely burnt out and unfulfilled. So I don't believe that hustle is the issue. I believe it's how we define and pursue it. I believe that 
if we take the first definition that's actually in the dictionary, which is really about working from a place of intention, then we can reframe how we look at business and work from a place of intention and purpose and timing without becoming workaholics and overachievers. So number one, I would encourage everyone to kind of look at where they are in business and and define where where they want to be or where they think they're going and and really tune in for me to God, uh, but tune into like, is this the path I'm supposed to be on? And and what could it look like if I wasn't constantly working and working weekends and, and all of the pieces? You know, in the United States, we're really good at working way more than 40 hours a week. And I just don't, I, I know from my own experience and others that we don't have to do that to be successful. Absolutely. Redefining hustle. So let's change gears for a moment and let's talk about, again, your identity. You're very proud of being a very successful Christian woman. And obviously you have, uh, you've been striving to be an inspiration um, and a guide through your coaching, through your writing um, to others, but also you have a podcast of your own. And believe it or not, I I believe that title is Redefining Hustle. (laughs) Is that right? That is absolutely right. A year ago, I rebranded it from the Hustle with Heart podcast to Redefining Hustle to truly plant the flag in that place that that we can meet in the middle, that we don't have to be hustling, and we also don't have to buy into anti-hustle culture. Oh, wow. Okay, fantastic. That's great. So let's talk about that spiritual identity, um, yeah. which, uh, again, really important. Um, I, in full transparency, I'm I'm Jewish, and, and I'm a future uh, Army Jewish chaplain, and yeah. I firmly believe in, in, certainly we have the same mindset of, of yeah. faith is so important, in uh, especially in those you know, challenging days, whether you're in the military or certainly business, Absolutely. there's some similarities, a lot of differences too. Yeah. But what, what, how, how did, how did you finding faith and, and really uh, making it very much a, a part of your life, not having different identities, but how, how did that make you a better, uh, a better wife, a better mom and a better professional? Mm, well, for so long in my life, I defined myself by my achievement. When was I on stage? When did I get recognition? How many commas do I have in my paycheck? It was all very much driven by material, money, success, titles. When I had that literal come to Jesus moment, what I realized is regardless of your faith background, if we are anchoring our identity to the world's measures of success, what it looks like to be a super mom or a wonderful wife or whatever, those attributes, those standards are ever changing. It's shifting sands. And so then what happens when you've had all the success and, oh, I don't know, a pandemic comes along, it rocks your identity because no longer are you doing things the way that you did. And so that pivotal moment for me said, my identity is not wrapped up in worldly measures. It can't be because I can never actually achieve because you know, There's this whole idea of once you achieve one thing, you got to be going for the next. And that really shifted me to understand that the only person that defines me is he who created me. And if that's the case, then nothing that happens in life, in business, et cetera, should be able, it it, it can mess with my identity, but, but I don't have to linger there. I don't have to be a victim of that. And in shifting that identity, it helped me understand that I don't have to be a perfect wife. But there are ways that I can love my husband um, that that I would learn from the Lord, right? I don't have to be a perfect mom, but I also can meet my kids 
in the identity of like their children of God, you know, God made them too. And so it's helped me be a better citizen. It's helped me be a better friend. It's helped me be uh, a better member of community to see that it's not me showing up with a title or a paycheck or whatever. It's me showing up as like God made me and God made you. So how do we interact from that space? So you wrote a practical guide to hustle with heart and it's called pursuing success God's way. Um, Certainly I've been reading the reviews and it's uh, uh, there's a lot of people that you've been able to impact. And I know writing a book is not for the faint of heart. I know how much work is involved in that. So what are some of the key takeaways that you put into that book and why our listeners should find the book? And of course, where can they find it? Yeah, absolutely. So you can find it on Amazon. You can also find it on my website, AaronHarrigan.com. I meant for it to be, when I say practical guide, like that you could jump into any chapter and really work through it. Um, So some of the key factors in this, I would say, really boil down to what has evolved to be what I call the four keys to redefine hustle, define, direct, discipline, develop. Um, as you're as you're looking at your journey in business or in work, right? Defining what is my role and what what is the mission or the assignment that I've been given in the marketplace? Um, directing are am I tied pridefully to my to do list, or is there some deeper impact that I'm made to make? And therefore, turning to God to say, like, okay, Lord, where do you want me to serve? And who are those people? Um, discipline. We've got to take action. There's a lot of people who know what they're supposed to do and they have their to-do list. And for some reason, they don't take action. And so then they're lamenting that they haven't gotten far. And then development. If we think of our lives, our businesses, our work as a place to learn, as a place mm-hmm. to grow, we're constantly developing into the human being that we were made to be. And so those four keys have grown out of the book, but it is really a place where a woman of faith can go and say, how do I actually embrace my ambition? Absolutely. But do it that way. Aaron, how can can folks get a hold of you one more time? Yeah, go to my website, AaronHarrigan.com or find me on LinkedIn as Aaron Harrigan. And of course, the book's available on Amazon as well. Aaron Harrigan, thank you so much for joining us. Can't wait to bring you back on real soon. A quick break. Lots more small business jobs and entrepreneurship when we return after this quick break. Hey, welcome back to Get Down to Business, the show all about small business jobs and entrepreneurship. Get on my website, sykline.com. Of course, follow me on Twitter at Shalom Klein. Always love to hear from our listeners. And speaking of hearing from our listeners... If you want to hear from our show, make sure you subscribe on your favorite podcast app. Just search for Get Down to Business. So believe it or not, we're at the end of the year. We're at the end of the year, and at that time that we start thinking about planning that amazing, that buzzy holiday party for your small business. Holiday parties really are a great way to generate buzz, get more customers, and give your sales a boost. But they're only good if people show up. So I want to share a couple of strategies that I have seen to be tried and true for planning a successful, fun, and well-attended party. So the holidays are busy. It's starting probably to feel that way in your business. You need to give people a compelling, unique reason to come to your event. Some ideas that might help you start sort of jumpstart those creative juices is you might want to run a sale or promotion as part of your holiday party. And it's probably the easiest way to get people in 
the door. Everyone who attends and makes a purchase enjoys 20% off what they buy, for example. And position your party as a VIP after-hours event with music, gift bags, raffles, and hot apple cider. This is a great way to reward your loyal customers. Join forces with neighboring businesses and host a block party-like holiday bazaar. Host a raffle. Everyone loves prizes and free stuff. And plan activities that are related to your specific business. So, for example, if you're a salon, offer free classes on how to do holiday party hair. If you're a house or a store, plan a cake decorating workshop. Or if you're a florist, host a wreath-making class. You get the idea. No matter what kind of operation you're in, you can host a gift wrapping party where customers bring in or buy gifts and then learn how to wrap those gifts like pros. So once you have your party's theme nailed down, the next thing is to let your customers know about it. Last year, email marketing drove 20% of online holiday sales. So use it as a tool for promoting parties as well. Square's email marketing software has your customer list baked in. Whomever has recently purchased something with you is already in the system. What's more, the tool segments your customers by loyal, casual, and lap. So if you just want to send your regular customers an invite to your VIP party, that's so easy to do. Make sure your email is straightforward with an enticing subject line like, come party with us or you deserve a break. The more personal your invitation feels, the better. Make sure you include the nuts and bolts in the email, like the time of the event and where it is along with what's on the docket, perhaps a local band or a prize raffle. When people click through, make sure there's a clear RSVP button on your landing page so you can track the invite list. And let's talk about social media for a moment. Start teasing your party with fun, festive visuals. And uh, those are the things that will really draw a lot of attention for you. This time of year, people want to see something really, really unique. Make sure you've got some good copy in that email. Incentivize customers to spread the word to their friends by creating a special hashtag and offering 20% off for sharing. Then come up with a creative hashtag for your party and keep the buzz going, encouraging attendees to post live at the event. And by the way, maybe consider pitching the press. Many local media outlets run holiday party roundups this time of year. Get in contact with them so your event is on their radar. When you email over the party details, make sure to include all of the pertinent information in a short, digestible format. When, what, where, what's being offered. And if reporters have to sift through too much information, remember, they'll often gloss over your pitch. So for local businesses, final tip is consider paper flyers and signage. It's a tried and true method for generating awareness about events, promote your party on the sidewalk, signage, and pin up paper flyers in neighboring businesses. You can even customize, again, some of the information about the event. So to recap, uh, again, it's the time of year for the holidays. So make sure you're coming up with a really cool theme, a really good hook for getting people in. Send out emails, promote it on social media, pitch the press, and don't forget about the old-fashioned flyers and signage. It may just mean the difference for having a successful event. We are powered by our good friend, Tom Mirabali. He's an independent agent for everything health insurance and affordable care act. You can reach him at 630-863-3477, 630-863-3477, or visit his website, healthplanchicago.com. Just be sure to mention Get Down to Business. So again, hope uh, hope all this information is helpful. I'd love to hear from our listeners what's working for you in this holiday season. Um, it certainly has been another crazy year, and um, I want to hear, uh, as we come to the conclusion of 2023, what 
has been different for you this year? And what tips, what advice you'd like to share with fellow entrepreneurs and small business owners? The one thing that I've certainly discovered being in small business over the past 15 years or so is that uh, things are evolving. Things change all the time. And the best advice is the ones that's coming from the field, from the force. Folks like you guys that that's you know, trying this each and every day. So get in contact with me at sycline.com, sycline.com. Shoot me a message on the contact page. I respond to each and every message. And uh, if you're okay with it, I'd love to feature some of those comments and information on the website. And lastly, what I just want to share before we cut to break, and by the way, we've got a lot more small business jobs and entrepreneurship in store for you, is certainly a prayer, a prayer for Israel, a prayer for for those that are are suffering. This has been a very, very challenging few weeks Um, And uh, honestly, we've got to gear up for the long haul over here. So, of course, our friends in Israel need your prayers. um, And uh, there's a lot of great organizations that are doing some great work on my website, sycline.com. And don't forget about the U.S. service members that continue to be deployed, especially during this Veterans Day time of year. Thanks so much for tuning in. Don't touch that dial. You're listening to Get Down to Business. And we'll be right back. Hey, welcome back to Get Down to Business, the show all about small business jobs and entrepreneurship. You can always get on my website, sycline.com, to get a sneak peek of who's going to be at next week on the program, all about small business jobs and entrepreneurship. And be sure to get on your favorite podcast apps, subscribe, rate, review, and share. It makes it even easier for others to find this program. Thrilled to be joined by returning guest, Dr. Brian Smith, founder and senior managing partner of IA Business Advisors, a management consulting firm that has worked with more than 19,000 CEOs, entrepreneurs, managers, and employees worldwide. And together with his daughter, Mary Griffin, he has authored his latest book in the I in Team series. And this one is called Positive Influence, Be the I in Team. Again, Dr. Brian Smith, welcome back to the program. Thank you for having me. Absolutely thrilled to have you on. I know, uh, as mentioned in the intro, you've worked with a lot of folks. Uh, can you describe what it means to be uh, and to embrace our own positive influence and uh, why that's become the theme of your new book? Yeah, it's, you know, as we integrate ourselves and, and spread our influence, focusing on being the most positive we can be within our area of influence is really the underlying foundation of our work and helping people to realize what that means for them individually is the mission. And for each of us, that is something different. But the takeaway is, is if we are leaving people in a positive way, if we're making them reach their goals, our goals together with them, then we're doing positive work. Indeed. Indeed. So zooming out for a moment, you wrote this book with your daughter, Mary. Um, so indeed, uh, you know, you are the I in, uh, in team, I guess, over here, teamwork over here uh, on many levels. Um, how, did you, uh, how did you sell your daughter on this, uh, on your passion for, uh, for, this, uh, for participating in your series? Well, you know, our company's 27 years old. Uh, she's 29. So she basically grew up in this environment. And when she went off to school, uh, she was struggling with what she wanted to do. She was an English major and she was helping me write and she got into my journals and I like to journal. And as she went through those journals, she said, you know, dad, there's a lot of lessons in your journals. Have you ever thought about, you know, writing a book? And 
taking what you do for a living and trying to help more people do it through writing, not just through the consulting work that you do. That's awesome. And obviously, uh, it's, it's contributed, I know, greatly to the style, which, which makes it relevant. Of course, folks that have learned from, uh, from you, including the uh, tens of thousands of folks that have benefited from, uh, from your management consulting firm, uh, but now uh, hopefully uh, many additional uh, uh, decades and generations will be able to learn from uh, your daughter, Mary. So let's get back to the topic over here. Positive Influence, Be the Eye and Team. That's the book written by Brian and Mary uh, uh Brian Smith and Mary Griffin. Um, so how does this play into your idea that individual and influence are uh, synonymous? Well, as we move through our life, we all have influence. It began actually before we were born and it's our biggest responsibility. Um, how we influence others is for us the most responsible thing that we have to manage. And as we wrote this book, we wanted to give people takeaways on how to communicate more positively, how to react to negative situations more positively, how to handle the challenges of life more positively. And we walked them through, like we did in our first book, what that might look like for them within the context of their areas of influence, understanding that we all have different areas of influence. We don't speak to it as this is exactly how you do something. We understand that each of us faces things differently and that you have to try to make lemonade out of the lemons that come to us through our life every day. Indeed. And I don't want to share all the secrets of the book. Again, the book is called Positive Influence. Be the I in team. Um, but what qualities do lend themselves uh, most to channeling our positive influences? Well, for one, it's... Uh, under this clear communication and being able to communicate fully. We like to apply the smart structure to a communication, which means that if you're going to communicate with someone, be specific, be transparent about the topic. Um, if there are measurements involved in what the topic is, make sure you share those things. Um, understand people's their own understanding. Don't assume that people understand what you're having to say. So communication is really the foundation of establishing a positive environment for yourself. No question about it. Again, chatting with Dr. Brian Smith and, you know, cutting to the chase over here, uh, you know, especially with small business owners and entrepreneurs that might be tuning in, how can they influence their teams to help it become more cohesive? That's something everybody's asking. Yeah, I think one of the things that you can do is engage with them and, and help them to realize any gaps you might have within their, their area of influence or as the big eye, as we call it, your team's area of influence. And then offer the opportunity to include uh, all of them in what that solution might look like, what the challenge is like, what the solution is like. Offer a space for communication to happen, offer a place where you can guide positively through that discussion and come up with a list of smart ideas and specific, measurable, attainable, realistic, and timely ideas that can be turned into a tactical resolution to fill the gaps. Uh, Brian, really enjoying our conversation. We're going to have a couple more minutes after this quick break to uh, continue our conversation. But again, can you share the name of the book and where folks can find it and get in touch with you and, of course, your daughter? 
Yeah, the book is Positive Influence, Be the I and Team. It's available on Amazon or any other online bookstore. Um, you can also go to our website, iabusinessadvisors.com. And we're on all the socials, the I and Team series. Fantastic. Brian Smith, thanks so much. We're going to come back and continue our conversation. Be the I and Team. That's what it's all about. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Get Down to Business. We are continuing our conversation with Dr. Brian Smith, founder and senior managing partner of IA Business Advisors, a management consulting firm that has worked with more than 19,000 CEOs, entrepreneurs, managers, and employees worldwide. Together with his daughter, Mary Griffin, he has authored the latest book in the I in Team series, which is Positive Influence, Be the I in Team. Uh, Dr. Smith, welcome back. Thanks so much. Thank you. Absolutely. So it's interesting. I alluded to this in our earlier segment that um, you know your daughter is, uh, as you said, preceded uh, the uh, the company, which is interesting. Um, but there's a definitely something happening out there in terms of generationally. There's a lot of folks that call themselves influencers, and they may not embody your idea of positive influencers. Can you share how you believe that they are a little bit different? Yeah. Well, we live in a time that is foundationally driven by technology allowed for, you know, a person who sings with their cat to have this new job title called influencer. And then these influencers can jump to more influential topics like politics or diets or any other thing that influences us as humans. And this is where we get back to responsible influence and understanding your what you're trying to do with your influence and doing it in a positive way. I know that a lot of this is opinion and that we want to, you know, try to help people, but really taking a look at yourself and realizing what your influence is doing and where it should be placed and getting in that lane and staying there is part of the positive influence process. Absolutely. And so what do we need to do to be a positive influence on those who have, frankly, a very different point of view, perhaps influenced by their generation? Well, I think for one, we need to support them. And I think it's fair for us to clearly define for them what their influence means to us. To those that, you know, I'll use the analogy, sing with their cats, you know, praise them for doing that. And when they try to go outside of their lane, in a very positive way, remind them that that's not their area of influence. And if they want it to be, they should go and get the education, get the experience, not just the entertainment side of it, but do those things and be responsible with it. And I think these conversations, when they happen with the younger generation, through my experience, actually stick they'll actually slow down and listen to you if you do it in a respectful way, if you acknowledge their success, but also help them to realize that that success has limits and that they really should put it into context of what they're trying to do with that entertainment or whatever area of influence they have. Absolutely. And the million dollar question, just as we come to a close in our conversation with the author of the new book, Positive Influence Be the I in Team is, uh, and this is especially relevant right now, how do we keep ourselves and others accountable also keeping interactions positive? Aren't those two things sort of contradictions? Yeah, they are. But accountability shouldn't be negative. Accountability should be positive. And we should all strive to that high road that keeps us grounded in our convictions. And yeah, we have to look in the mirror 
And I think the more we look in the mirror, the more we ground ourselves, the more we ground ourselves and realize that we have this responsible influence, this, this responsibility to be a positive influence, the more we can adjust our behavior and adjust our communication and actions and better align ourselves with our areas of influence to be more positive. Absolutely. Dr. Brian Smith really enjoyed our conversation over here, and I certainly want to make sure our listeners know where they can, again, get in touch with you, your daughter, and pick up a copy of the book. How can they do that? Well, you can get our book, Positive Influence, Be the Eye and Team, at Amazon or any other uh, online bookstore. You can visit us at iabusinessadvisors.com, or you can get us on social through the Eye and Team series. Fantastic. Uh, Brian Smith, thanks so much for joining us. Um, That's a wrap for us here on the show, all about small business jobs and entrepreneurship. As always, get on my website, sykline.com. Follow me on Twitter, at Shalom Klein. Get in your favorite podcast app. Just search for Get Down to Business. Subscribe, rate, review, and share. Uh, And that way you don't miss a single episode. Uh, But some great conversations this week. Can't wait to come back next Sunday at 6 p.m. right here on 560 The Answer. To success, let's get down to business. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.